welcome to another episode of Chatty Broads with Becca and Jess. Well, howdy ho, bros. <laughs> howdy ho. <laughs> we have so many things we're going to talk about on this episode. I'm really looking I forward to so it. I am so excited for this episode, too. I mean, first of all, we have, have some... something to drop on you, too. When we start talking about like the drama news, you're going to love it. I'm that shaking right I'm now. Okay, you. bros. Yeah. First, we're going to do a few life updates because we've got some stuff going on. Yeah. We're going to hear from someone on Becca's team oh, because yeah. Godalma be was just dropped. Yes. You look so cute. Thank you. And then... We are going to get into broads. We are going to get into the mom talk, TikTok drama, and some other pop culture news. But let me say this to you all: I knew nothing of these people. I know nothing of the TikTok world, so I'm like, why would I care? Get into this? You're gonna want to listen because I don't care if you have a TikTok or not, or know who these people are. I this so- shit is bananas. Okay. I was trying to explain it to Gray last night, and he's like, "What? <laughs> what?" And then we're watching like part of the live on YouTube, and he's like, "I can't, I can't believe this." I'm not joking. So Evan was all like set up post surgery, and I was at my mom's house. So like my sister and her boyfriend and my mom and my and Evan were all sitting there as I was doing research for this. And they were around me like story time because I was playing parts of the lives and they were so invested. They're like, what the fuck is going on? I can't wait to tell you an interesting little tidbit, Ah, but I'll save it. Okay, let's just start out with that, though. Evan's surgery. Okay, yeah, Evan's surgery. So there are... (laughs) First of all, I don't think any any of us ever told Evan didn't even tell the story. I don't think of what happened. Um, I think he did a little bit oh, on did. the bros. Okay. He was just like in a rehearsal for work and they took a little break to play basketball uh-huh. and he just like fell back in a weird position. Yeah. And it was which is, I think, how most of these things happen. Okay, so maybe that's the thing. People were DMing, being like, "We never even heard it." It was like, "Well, no, that's that no, was that's it." Literally, all and, that happened, and then and then his knee broke, and in it half. was just like, or his so his his um patellar tendon completely snapped in half which is what holds together the movement of By the your way, entire leg. I just leg. saw the the incision from the surgery. I thought it was going to be like inch. No, it's down <laughs> straight down his like half his shin and his entire knee. This is not It's disgusting. It was not This is not a low key situation which I think Evan <sighs> and I went in and he, you know, the way he is is he's like I'm going to be back on my feet in no time. He's like yeah. I'm not joking. We had, so his surgery was, we were able to get it um, quicker because the insurance contacted us. So we were able to do it on Friday, which I'm so grateful for because then he had the long weekend to Mm -hmm. like start to recover. Um, But we, I'm not joking. We had this thought in our minds. I don't know why that it was going to be like a rough 48 hours. And then after that, we're like, my mom is willing to watch Ember on Sunday and you and I can just go to a hotel and you can just lay mm-hmm. by the water mm-hmm. with like your leg mm-hmm. lifted up. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't know what we were thinking <laughs> because I picked this man up post-surgery, which his surgery it was so long. I, I, yeah, you said almost three hours. Yeah, it ended up. Well, it was three and a half. God. It was supposed to be two and a half. They ran into some issues. I didn't tell Evan because he was so worried about it. It's all fine. He still doesn't know? No, because he starts to like spin yeah, out when right, he knows right, that it's a little right, bit longer. Right, all of a sudden right. he's like, why does this feel weird? Right. It's fine. It was all good. The surgery was a success. But he, so I knew what time I was supposed to pick him up and it kept getting delayed, delayed. And I couldn't get a hold of anybody. I'm like, why is this taking so long? I was starting to freak right. out. I'm waiting outside just me right, and Ember. Right, 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 and I'm like, what's yeah, going on? Yeah. And they end up 
finally contacted me and they're like, he's out of surgery. It was all good. Blah, blah, blah. It went longer because of this, this, this and that. Um, but he's like really deep. He's having a hard time coming out of general anesthesia. He's pretty out of it. We'll have a nurse. Come get him now. Yeah. It was a little bit like that. They're like, we'll have a nurse contact you when he's ready. So I'm then waiting for an hour to hear like, okay, when he's ready to to get out, I see him calling me Mm -hmm. and I'm like, "Mm, I thought a nurse was going to be calling me. I pick up. He hangs up on me. I try calling him back. He doesn't answer. He calls me again. Remember hangs that, up on me. that story when I when Chris abandoned me at my birthday, and I'm just seeing like the <laughs> typing signs and it then was the call exactly light, and you're like, like that. And you're like, what is going on? <laughs> he keeps calling me and keeps hanging up on me. Finally, he stays on the line, and I can't even understand a goddamn word he's saying. He is so out of it from general anesthesia he's just like are you just i'm so i'm gonna i'm gonna be here for a long time you better go home i don't i i don't know i mean like i'm like evan I, just to just hang up the phone uh-huh. the nurse will contact uh-huh. me just you're gonna uh-huh. throw up or something uh-huh. like i you sound uh-huh. so out of it apparently he starts calling all these family members and they're like he is uh, he's saying you know, just the wildest shit, like open book slurring to everyone. I'm like, can someone for the love of God take, take this man's phone. phone away? I was afterwards checking like bank statements. Like, what did he pay uh-huh. something? Like, did uh-huh. he post something? Like, I have no idea. He was so on another planet. <laughs> I don't even know what was going on. <laughs> Finally, the nurse calls me. And when he gets wheeled out, like, I, I mean, I didn't even know. I was telling you before. I was like, I did not think it was going to be like this recovery wise i'm like i don't know how to get him in this car i'm it's just me ember and evan at the time the car's too small because his leg can't bend it has to be completely straight for like months also by the way we don't have to get into details but um one of the nurses tried to rope evan into an mlm interesting timing interesting timing if you didn't listen to our episode (laughs) on tuesday by the way a banger and we're going to be getting more into it (laughs) and one of the nurses tried to get him while he was recovering from general anesthesia into Amway and the the into way Amway into too. Amway of, what we that. talked about and by the way the way this started was she asked him what he did for a living and he said music, music. and she said do you know such and such who is the person our old best friend the time who tried to rope us into Amway the timing is bizarre. It doesn't. It's so wild. This is like, also before the episode even came out. This yes. Like last I week. called Becca right away and I'm like, you will not <laughs> believe what just happened. And I can't wait for him to talk about it in the bros, too. I know. He I, and apparently like, yeah. And, and I'm like, also, I'm like, please don't do this to someone while they're Grant under. Like, How is this legal? <laughs> it doesn't feel legal. I guess he prodded her, though. Right. Sure. And apparently I totally see that. He, he told me. But again, his memory, he doesn't remember calling me or his brother or whatever. But he his brother <laughs> said that he was loudly like, there's a nurse in here and just trying to get me into this Amway bullshit. And he's like yelling it. And they're all there. And I'm like, oh, my God, Evan, for the love of God. So funny. Insane. But anywho, long story short, I just want to have a huge shout shout out, like a massive shout out to every single caretaker mm-hmm. and or person who has had to be a caretaker out there. I am not, this is not my skill set. I'm like, I'm not cut out for this. I am not cut out for it. It is so much work. I was just like, I wasn't prepared and I had Ember and him and he just, you know, for the first 72 hours, like he couldn't 
walk so he couldn't go to the bathroom himself so and so i was like you know very much wanting to help him but he's a big guy yeah so i'm like i don't know how i'm gonna do this and he is so difficult to help yeah. he is impossible to uh-huh. help because he just goes no 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 i got it he's falling on the- i'm like Evan, <laughs> you're gonna make it worse for all of us oh if you don't let me help God. you right now he's like no i'm gonna get my ice myself i'm like you can't move you can't move ember's like you're going in an old folks home when you hit your 80s oh ember's <laughs> just like you're gonna be too difficult ass. there's no way and then ember's pissed <sighs> because she's not getting as much attention yeah that's just so i was i was taking care of him and she's like my mom came on the third day back to her house she had been gone because we were staying there and my mom's like ember i'm gonna hang out with you today which was so nice so then i was able to just focus on evan and then it was bedtime and and she's like mom's gonna put me to bed though right i'm like ember i'm helping daddy out right now and she looked at me without batting an eye Mm -hmm. and she goes you know i'm your main responsibility (laughs) let the man die she literally said to me you chose to have me so you should be watching me right now and i'm like fair points <laughs> i'm like your dad is in pain in He's mass amounts major, of pain. Surgery, major surgery your father who has the highest pain tolerance of anyone bitch. i know has like get tears in his eyes straight get your priorities i couldn't straight. believe it i was like talk about not being an empath <laughs> You know, he'll be fine. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. It was so rough. He's made it through a lot as it is. He'll he, he's going to be okay. But that's, that's, but oh now. Oh my goodness. That was like, your Memorial Day weekend. Happy Memorial Day you. weekend. But as of Good today, God. he's able to move around a little bit, which is awesome. So it's, you know, he's recovering. I'm just trying to keep him not moving as much because yeah. he's now wanting to do things right. quickly and i'm like right. i know he's like i've got it only major surgery was only four days ago i can do it i'm like evan they told you this to me like three months until like just oh you need to just God. chill so yeah. you don't injure yourself more um but i'm grateful that he's doing well and like i said shout out to caretakers because i've been doing it for a few days with him and it is just you're like i'm over it baby. I'm <laughs> over it. it. it's a thankless job <laughs> Dude, for real, I can't, <laughs> I can't imagine. Wow. But anywho, you had a, I had a great, uh, Memorial, had a great day Memorial Day. I was living vicariously through everyone's oh, fun yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. And I was going through my mom talk drama. There was still some bliss oh, in it. You know there, I mean? there was. Mom talk was really like, it, it lightened the load of our nation yeah, like collectively. It really, we needed it. It really helped me out this We weekend. needed swinger Mormons on TikTok. We did need swinger Mormons. Um, this, oh, I can't wait to talk about it. Um... And I also want to briefly touch on to the episode last week with Liv. Also, we had they had Gray's ex-girlfriend on the Teddy Bros podcast. Okay, Um, we went to have you been to Mendocino Village like Mendocino proper? It looked so magical. Everyone should go. Everyone should go. The most stunning, charming little bed and breakfasts all like you know, semi-haunted from the early 1900s, late 1800s. And Northern California's, like, history is so different than Southern California. Like, there were all these historical cemeteries with all these people from the 1800s. I'm like, we don't have that shit around here. It looked like you were on the East Coast. Yeah, it was so just, like, different with, yeah, just all the historical stuff. But Mendocino Village, like, just all the shops, all the homes, all the bed and breakfasts are just these stunningly like victorian romantic little mm. you you guys have got to go, go. It um, so magical and it was pretty chill because we like flew into santa clara and it was only a two-hour drive and a one-hour flight but anyway um 
Yeah. And we were with Gray's friends and it's like right on the cliffs, you know, and you've got, it's just, it's amazing. I always forget the Northern California coast is so gorgeous. Um, But yeah, it was really fun. We went with a bunch of his friends because his uh some of his childhood friend or his childhood friend was getting married but it was really fun because in his friend group especially that one like I've had to be with a lot of his friends I've just been such like the party pooper loser bitch for the past like four years (laughs) because like I've I've always been pregnant yeah so like any you know new we're going over for new years I'm eight months pregnant I can't drink I'm everyone's like you know drinking they're like drinking and doing molly and I'm just sitting there like Grayston I want to go home right you know and then and then they're like oh like you know (laughs) she wants him to leave and it's like well yeah she's about to have the Child. right or just like with the i mean i don't know if anyone's saying that but i can only you know i can only guess because i'd probably be saying the same thing because like none of them have kids they all live in like the same neighborhood oh, sure, sure, in sure, la sure. they're always all getting together and yeah whenever we go out it's like well the kids are gonna wake up at six in the morning so like let's go home you know i'm just like Ugh. plus they're not my friends and it's like i never really got that opportunity to get to know everyone well because like i said i was pregnant and everyone was always partying and so yeah. i'm just like I don't have any like right now I just don't have anything in common and a lot of times I was just exhausted and over it sure. and like you know gray is Mr. Social Butterfly so of course if we go to like a friend event I'm just like sitting there like okay oh. like hopefully and they've all been friends since childhood so I'm That's just like so I, I think oftentimes I would just kind of shut down and be like I hate this um but this this past weekend I just was like you know what I'm committed to like I'm going to be a social butterfly. So he had to be with the groomsmen like all day Saturday because he was the best man. Um, And it was really fun because I went hiking with his friends and I just got to like hang out with a lot of people and show them like, no, I am fun. I am a person. And this is now like the second. (laughs) I'm fun, Becca. Yeah, exactly. There is a reason he is with me. I promise you guys like um because you know there's always been the times too where he's like been out partying and i'm calling at him at 1 a.m like where the fuck are you sure, you know? sure. and then he's like becca says i have to come home and they're all like Baby, you love know? when they blame it on us so you know with that would be like jessica's making me come right, home i'm, I'm like, like you said you were gonna be home at 11 two hours <laughs> past what you said you were gonna do right, how is this my fault exactly exactly always so it's kind of funny because it was like the second time we hung out with some of his friends last year a different set of his college friends Anyway, it's the second time it's happened where a bunch of people over the weekend were like, oh, my God, like, it was so great to like get to know you. And I'm like, like, yeah, Ashante. <laughs> well, it was the undercurrent being like, oh, you don't suck. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I promise. Like, I can be fun. <laughs> so it was a blast. I uh, uh, yeah, it was just a good time. We were just hanging out, partying. Um, Gray gave the best, best man speech Ever. I was about to say, when you said he was the best man, I'm like, I would imagine that Grayston Leonard gives A plus speeches. He brought the house down. Like the last when I tell the tears. You, dude, it's all I, in literally, there. When, no, he, <laughs> literally, like he cried during his speech. And I was like, uh, oh my God. And then every, like I got it on video. People are like scream laughing. Like, <laughs> I helped write some of the notes in the car on the way, some of the jokes in the car on the way there. Uh, so I was his ghostwriter. No, it was like the best, best man speech ever. Like one of his friends was like, yeah, we watched it like three more times in the car on the oh, way home my it gosh. was like a 12 minute speech also they're like put it on so youtube <laughs> we're watching it over and over again and honestly when there's we've talked about this on episodes before 
when someone gives a great, uh-huh. you know, maid of honor, right. best man speech, whatever, they can outshine the wedding. Oh, yeah. Oh, they yeah. can outshine <laughs> the bride and groom. <laughs> Everyone is like, I'm obsessed with whoever this is. And now they're a celebrity around the wedding party. You're like, oh, my God, that's the best man. He was also super cold. So he gave the whole speech with like someone, some lady's scarf, like wrapped around his head and neck. Dude, and he was already kind of drunk. He almost knocked down like the entire altar fla- floral setup because he was leaning on it. It was awesome. When you post the person who said the Grey Gardens comment and then you post Little Edie oh. and like the side by side of Grayson and Little Edie, Evan and I were cry <laughs> laughing because we had just watched Grey Gardens like a week ago. Oh, was it the first time you watched it? Oh no, I've it's one oh, of okay, I'm okay, 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 okay. And but Evan had never seen it before, and he was watching. He's been watching RuPaul's Drag Race with me, and one of the queens, Jinx Monsoon, uh-huh. does little Edie as an impression. Oh, She's fantastic. My God. Did you ever watch, by the way, documentary now on Netflix with uh, Fred Armisen and uh, oh, I can't What's think his of his face? name. Bill Hader. Bill Hader. And it's the and spoof of Grey Gardens. But the funny thing is they're doing the just the exact no, same we thing from the movie. immediately after. And Evan was like, this is the exact same movie. That's how wild that, that documentary was. You anyway. have to watch Grey Gardens. <laughs> anyway. Fan- fantastic. Yeah. So um, it was a great time. Good time. Good times were had. I cannot wait to listen. I can't wait to listen to the bros episode. Evan told me that him and Grayson are going to be talking about his raging and his hangover. Oh my God. He just, I love a good hangover and party story. He always takes it. I'm like, when have I ever been incapacitated by a hangover (laughs) in the history of our relationship? Never. How many times have I, he was literally like, he was in the car just like, (laughs) Oh, you have to drive. You have to drive. Just fully recline. I'm like, I didn't get very much sleep last night either. And he's like, you have to, but you're not about to throw up. And I'm like, but whose fault is that? I I, I want to know astrologically if this is a thing. Mm, Let Libras. us know, Brods. Because Evan being an Aquarius, mm. I've never seen him incapacitated well, from Evan's a hangover. A He's a tank, but also like we've talked about it before. He's a cockroach, you know, like his body can withstand a lot. <laughs> it's true. I mean, he's he's up and walking like he's three days in basketball <laughs> next week. Just wait. But that's how I am with hangovers as a Libra. I'm like, I have like one too many and I am like in full embryo state. Like, don't even look at me. Let the sun not hit me for 72 hours. Oh, yeah. Like if you make eye contact with me, I will puke. Like uh, it's game over. Ooh, I have had some awful hangovers i will say like truly horrible ones where yeah i am very ill i've kind of figured out the art of it but i will say i'm a responsible drinker where i'm like yeah i'm going to i need to make sure even in my drunk state i am the person that does have my phone wallet and keys all in a stack next to me when i wake up and my makeup's removed and i'm like how did that happen Hmm. if my makeup's off after (laughs) a night out i'm like wow girl you are an adult and you are shining i'm a boss babe times 10 (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah so i don't know like keep up with my water make sure i'm eating and only stick with one alcohol that's a big one yeah i can't that's do the wine can't do the wine but anyway so that was really fun oh i did want to say though yeah you guys have to listen to if you haven't to if you haven't yet gray's ex-girlfriend on the podcast but it was oh my god it was so funny i had to speak up for myself because i was listening to it and uh and i think i think evan asked like oh does becca get jealous i have never once been jealous of of their relationship i mean i guess maybe like oh that's sweet but yeah no it's like live is so awesome oh, and then yeah. she and i like work so closely together uh yeah i don't know i always thought it was and gray kind of spoke to this but i always thought it was sort of comforting to know that he was still close 
with someone who meant so much in his life because one, it means that he doesn't just cut people out. But then two, he really understood when I talked about like really, you know, like strong feelings of of love and just like care for Mm -hmm. my my exes because there's like a couple where I'm like you know they still have such a fond place in my heart and I want them to be a part of like major life events and he always understood that and was always like yeah totally because like he could understand that in the context of his relationship with Liv Mm -hmm. still hilarious that though that he says that um like he had never had a real girlfriend until he dated me. I'm like, no, that was definitely your real girlfriend. Even though you guys I know, didn't when they call were talking it about that. It, I was like, that's a relationship. <laughs> but it was, no, you have to listen to the episodes, Broads. It was, what a healthy ex conversation. It was, it was so, so lovely. I'm telling you, Evan came, he, he literally came to the house after the recording and he was like emo. And I'm like, what's going on? He's just like, <laughs> he's like, it's just so nice to see two people who like, who they care about each other. And like, you know, they were able to go through that. And then you transition into them all loving each other. And, you know, then Becca's part of it. And I'm like, wow, these meds are really hitting you hard. <laughs> Life is so He's beautiful. Like, it's so lovely. Oh, my goodness. Um, that is too funny. But, oh, man. <sighs> I'm trying to think what else, if there's anything else I have to cover. Yep, no, ex- episode, Evan surgery, weekend away, best man speech. Oh, and then on yesterday, no, not yesterday, Tuesday. Tuesday. Uh, oh, wait, should we take a quick ad break? Yeah, let's, let's take a quick ad break before we dive into let's this story you're about to, yeah. to weave. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, broads, uh, picture this. It's a warm summer evening. The sun is about to set. You've had a full day outside with friends and family. And now you're about to sit down to a restaurant quality meal that you made yourself. And there are no dishes to do afterward. No. This isn't some dream world. This can be your reality if you're using HelloFresh for your home-cooked dinners. Mm, That sounds like the perfect summer night, if you (sighs) ask me. But that really can be everyone's reality with a little help from HelloFresh. HelloFresh is America's number one meal meal kit that delivers farm-fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes right to your door. Cooking can present a lot of obstacles, whether Mm -hmm. you have to... You know, get to the grocery store, get in the get the ingredients, not to mention wasting money on ingredients you might not have another use for. You know, you're like, I need chives. Now I've got like a, chives. Now I've got like all these chives yeah. that are left in my refrigerator. What am I supposed drawer. to do? Make a chive pie? I don't know how to do that. <laughs> um, but HelloFresh addresses all the obstacles and more. Oh, not to mention the amount of cleanup is way less with HelloFresh also. Mm-hmm. That's right. The only thing you have to do is pick out what you want to eat from their 30 different weekly options. Their summer menu is supreme, in my opinion. I just ordered the Tuscan spiced shrimp and chicken sausage stuffed peppers. Oh, my God. And I cannot wait Yum. to cook them up next week. HelloFresh has become a fun family activity for us, too, because everything comes pre-portioned and partially prepared. My daughter loves to lend a hand and I don't mind letting her do it because it's a fun way for us to spend time together. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, you know, Frank's a toddler and I can still be like, oh, dump, you know, dump this in here. Yeah, kid, take get this. to work. <laughs> Boom. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Chatty16. Use code code chatty 16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts that's hellofresh.com slash chatty 16 and use code chatty 16 for up to 16 free meals that is a lot and three free gifts so broads there is so much important to talk about saving the planet and reducing our footprint and protecting the oceans and truly the list goes on for forever it can be really overwhelming to figure out how you can make an actual difference and one of the easiest ways you can do your part is by switching your household cleaning products to blue land instead of buying products in single use plastic bottles not to mention you can save space in your cabinet uh-huh. when you're stocking up and money um each year about five 
billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown away. It is a really big portion of our plastic waste. So switching to Blue Land can really reduce your impact on the planet because you buy a bottle just once and you refill it forever. Blue Land has tablets for all your basic household supplies. They've got hand soap tablets, laundry and dishwasher tablets, toilet cleaner, all-purpose spray, um, window spray, all the things you would normally buy in a plastic bottle or a tub. So you just fill up your Blue Land bottle with warm water. You drop in the tablet. In minutes, you have a brand new bottle full of cleaning product. It's so easy. And when you use Blue Land, you're doing your part to help save the planet, like we said. But you're also, like Becca was saying, you're going to be saving money and space. But money, which is just the cherry on top, Blue Land's bottles start at just $10 when you buy a kit. And their refill tablets start at just $2 compared to the $5 a bottle I used to spend for uh, eco-friendly cleaning products. Sometimes even more like $8, to be honest, at the store. Blue Land products are an absolute steal. I've been loving their dishwasher tab uh their dishwasher tabs the most. I couldn't even believe how clean they get my dishes. By the way, I tried something else because I ran out of the dishwasher tabs Blue Land in mm-hmm. my dishes were not even close to as clean Mm. so thank you blue land not to mention like we use all-purpose spray all the time in our house just like for the counters Mm -hmm. and like you know furniture you know kids chairs whatever and i can keep like 15 tablets in one jar i'm stocked for the whole year easily and and the 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 quality is just so good too like yeah yeah Right now, you can get 20% off your first order when you go to blueland.com slash chatty. That's 20% off your first order on any Blue Land products at blueland.com slash chatty, blueland.com slash chatty. Okay, so this will be really fun because um, the Good Alma had relaunch on Tuesday. And it was just really, you know, I had a mm, less than satisfactory experience last year with the Mm -hmm. old company I was working with it was just frustrating because they basically just didn't make good on their promises like I always wanted to make clothes like and they were basically like you can make merch and I was like that's not what you told me that I was going to be able to do right you wanted to design clothes yeah and make cool stuff and and make something that was different and unique so um Anyway, working just with this new company who, like Gray mentioned on the podcast last week, Liv was literally the reason why I got hooked up with this company that she does. um, So cool. She's a product project manager with. um, But just being able to I mean, we have stuff planned out for the whole rest of the year. Like right now we're working on the holiday collection and like like wool pantsuit sets and like just really high quality stuff and getting like this entire collection that we just dropped is all like just really high quality like canvases and poplin fabrics and all this stuff and it's just been a blast like every week I have a meeting with my team and getting to channel that creative energy into you know, just being able to edit like no I want this but I want this like this and okay now I got to figure out the photo shoots and all that stuff has just been such a fun outlet and getting to do it the way that I always wanted to Mm -hmm. do is really exciting. So um, I thought that I just, I wanted to bring on real quick Andrew because Andrew is the designer on the team. So he basically is the one who makes my visions happen. Come to life. Yes. (laughs) And it's pretty cool because, well, you know what, I'll I'll save this for for when he hops on, but we're going to bring Andrew on and just have a little chat because I think he's super cool and I kind of want to hear from his perspective like 
um, sort of what inspired him for designing, helping me design this collection and all of that. And also like a lot of times you don't hear from the actual designers mm -hmm. behind brands. Like there are so many ghost designers, like so many talented people behind the scenes. Yeah. Basically any brand you can think of, there yeah. is like someone behind the scenes who has the vision, who is making that collection really come to life. And I can tell you, like I have a lot of ideas, but I'm certainly not a designer who knows how to take ideas and concepts and visuals and create it into a really well-made garment. So anyway, let's have him on. Okay, with us, Andrew, I don't know how to say your last name. <laughs> Kulzinski. Andrew Kulzinski, welcome. welcome. I was just giving a little bit of background and I was saying like, you know, Andrew is the one who's kind of made Good Alma come to life. And oftentimes for so many brands, there are like designers behind the scenes that they're the ones making the vision and everything happen. So I thought it would be fun to kind of have you on and talk about talk about your side of the story making this. So first of all, I think you should give a little background. What do you do? How did you start doing it? Other brands you've worked for, all that kind of stuff and kind of what led you here? I'm curious. Uh, too. Yeah, uh, I think I started designing clothes in like high school, like T-shirts and stuff, because my friends and I would skate all the time. And so we wanted our own T-shirt company. And then in college, I begged my mom for a sewing machine and she bought it saying only one of us is going to learn how to sew and it's going to be me. And my mom still doesn't know how to sew. <laughs> I do. Um, and then I graduated Moved to New York, interned around. Wait, what'd you get your degree in? Uh, so I studied Latin and Greek. Uh, oh, very useful. Like, you super useful. <laughs> trust me. My thesis on proto-imperial architecture is moving mountains right now. <laughs> um, and I also studied fine arts. So I was a double major. Okay. Yeah. And then I worked my way into the fashion industry here in New York. Uh, I was at Adam Lippis for three years. Oh, wow. Um, and I helped open their store and I was their textile designer, um, among a lot of other things, managing their customer and buyer facing assets. Um, and then I left that job last summer. And shortly after that, uh, Cala reached out to me and was like, hey, do you want to hop on this brand with with you guys? With Wait, Good no Alton? way. Really? Yeah, it, it had happened all really quite quickly. Yeah, I left. And shortly after uh, I was talking to to Faye and and she she showed me your mood board and I kind of immediately knew I was like, OK, Becca knows what she's doing. I'll, I want to be part of this project. So. Whoa, that's, so cool. that's so cool. OK, so I thought that you had already been like working with Kala and I have to give shout out to Faye because Faye was like, I think I know someone who will like do really well designing this collection. Yeah. Yeah. It happened super quickly. And when I was originally talking with Faye, I thought they were going to put me on like hoodie projects, uh -huh. like design merch. a t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Merch. Exactly. But I had this whole portfolio from my time with, with Adam and with a couple other brands that I had interned for. And she was like, Oh, you actually design clothes. Uh, and I had my own line that I was doing as well. And so, yeah, I, I was like, yeah, sure. Let's do it. That This is actually, I've done a couple other Cala projects, but yours is my, my first, and and still favorite don't worry uh, first, <laughs> first and favorite uh thing that that i work on with them that's so sick because i and it's so funny because i was just going on your instagram the other day and i was like wow like i love all this stuff and what a cool thing that like first try we were kind of able to come together and like make this whole collection 
And I don't know, it just makes me so happy to be able to creatively collaborate with someone who just totally gets it. And like, that's just really cool. Yeah, no, I feel like our design conversations are fun. I got to be honest, my favorite thing is when you tell me no on something. (laughs) Because I'm like, great, she knows what she wants. Like working with people who are like, well, what do you think? I'm like, I just told you what I think. Right. I I think the other day you were like, this is starting to look like a prom book. And I was like, okay, I am never showing a prom cat. I'm never showing you this color palette ever again. And now I know. And like, I'm never going to do it again. Um, I'm like, so this is screaming Sherry Hill and I'm over it. Yeah. And <laughs> Andrew could totally take it too. He's like, okay, deleting that. It's like, all right, never again. Presentation. I deleted it live. I was just like, I'm getting rid of this. We're taking this out. Bad vibes. Scrub it. Scrub it. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Um, and oh my God, people don't even know like the shit that we're making for the rest of the year. Well, we're, I have to say, we get a little out of hand. We have Tulez also on our team who she's in charge yeah. of like sourcing things and making sure like, I didn't even have any idea going into this, how everything from like, a, and I think it's good for consumers to know, like everything from a chain stitch detail on like, you know, the mm-hmm. wrist of a sweater to a certain type of button to a certain type of knit, like that all has to, you have to figure out who's going to make it, how you're going to source it and like how much money it's going to cost. Yeah. And so it's kind of fun. (laughs) Thank God for Tula's. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, if if we're doing something like we're going to do a silk gown and we want it to cost $80, you know, and it's like, (laughs) yeah, no, that's (laughs) not going to happen. Also, Andrew's the New Yorker who's like, just make it $450. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I'd pay $600 for a belt. And I'm like, no. Yeah. So I, um, I just dream. That's what I do. Yes. You know? Yes. Well, actually, I think that that would be interesting. People always comment on uh, on prices with small brands. And I would actually kind of be interested to hear you sort of break it down as someone who has also like designed all, your own small brand and you know, hand done so many of the garments that like you make and sell and all of that. So I'd kind of like to hear you like quickly break that down for consumers who are maybe like, well, why, why can't this shirt be $13? Like when I buy it at Zara. Right. I mean, I think, oh, that's a long conversation, but I think the thing is, is that smaller brands have lower, have way lower minimums. So things cost more to make as well as like a lot of smaller brands, especially ones starting today, given everything going on in the world are trying to do a better job. Yeah. And that just costs money and big brands like Zara and H and M and even other bigger brands that are selling slightly more expensive clothing are training consumers to believe that like our sailor pants should only cost 50 bucks when that's not really true. And on the, the other, the thing about clothing is when you see it on a rack or in a store or whatever, you just see the pant. But like when I'm designing and when we're talking in meetings and when Tulez is telling us about production, we're considering all of the other people who are making this happen mm-hmm. all the way to the people that are like weaving the textile people. There's not like garments still have to be made by hand. Mm-hmm. Somebody's somebody's like making that sitting there at a sewing machine. And so I think it's really important to be mindful of those things as a mm-hmm. consumer when you're buying clothes and for smaller brands 
to really appreciate the fact that they know that they're already working on lower minimums. They know that they're already marketing to a way less audience, and yet they're still trying to do what we're trying to do at, at Good Alma. So that's kind of what I would say to consumers is like, try to consider those things that we're trying to give you the best possible thing for the best possible price we can do while also making sure all of our back end is taken care of, not right. just us. Yeah, the yeah. people are getting paid. Right. I, I read something yesterday of. where it was like someone someone is paying the price, right? So even though I, you may be paying exactly. this much, someone else is paying that price, where the, whether that be not being paid a livable wage, mm -hmm. et cetera. And also just with minimums, this is something I never understood before. But um, what that sort of means for someone who, who doesn't know what that means, it's like a giant brand might be able to order, you know, 8,000 units of a pant or something like that, for instance, which like really, really big box brands, they also plan to not sell everything. So their plan is we we might sell what what, what would you say, like 60 to 75 percent? Yeah, maybe. I wouldn't even know those. I've never worked for like a big box brand. Yeah. But some, right. They don't expect to sell out. Right. Mm -hmm. And then with those clothes that don't, I mean, they might go on clearance. If they don't get sold, they might end up in an outlet. And eventually down the line, they're going to end up getting shipped to like a foreign country or like in a landfill or whatever. Um, but then versus if you're buying 200 units of something, because you're only making a small amount, your price is like, you know, sometimes triple or quadruple what someone is going to pay when they're buying like thousands and thousands mm -hmm. of units at once. So I think right. that's important for, for people to remember too. But um, anyway, more fun stuff. What would you say was kind of like your inspiration for this collection and just kind of like other stuff that's upcoming? Like where do you kind of get your inspiration and how do you go about your artistic process when you're designing clothes? Yeah. Um, well, I was thinking about this when you, when you asked me to be on this call, like what, what this kind of our brand aesthetic and everything. And I, I, I like to, I like to read when I'm not designing and I feel like we're like a, uh, like an Ernest Hemingway book at its most romantic. Oh, I love that. Without all the sad shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Take away all the sad shit and just those romantic moments, the where, good they're, moments. <laughs> where they're like in Spain on like a mosaic table with the rattan chairs and they're like drinking wine and whiskey and cutting it with water and like, yes. you know, which is only half a page because something's on something bad has to happen. Yeah. <laughs> it's a <laughs> brief moment, little, but it's a good moment. That little <laughs> slice of life right there, I feel like that's what we're designing into. Uh, all, I think that that's kind of what I what I am thinking about. Like, what is that like so romantic mm. moment of life that you could live? And I think that that's like what our clothing does. Like, I think when you put it on, you just feel like the best version of yourself. Mm. You're like, you're going to have a good day in those pants or in that cardigan or, you know, all of the other exciting things that are coming up. So, on yeah. holiday. You're on I, holiday no, I was, forever. I was going to say, as soon as holiday. I saw the collection, I was like, I am booking my ticket to the Amalfi Coast. <laughs> I am putting this clothes on. I am getting an Aperol spritz. Like, this exactly. is the vibe that I want. <laughs> exactly. For sure. We yeah. also designed what's coming out next in the summer, almost exclusively around Parent Trap. So, <laughs> you know, there's that too. <laughs> Yeah, which was funny that that was your reference because a long time ago when I first started, uh, two of my bosses, they were like, you need to rewatch Parent Trap right now, <laughs> this weekend. It was a Friday. And I was like, man, I haven't seen Parent Trap in so long. And they were like, well, you need to rewatch it if you're going to design here because that was chic. And I was like, okay. I like went home. You I was like, can I clock it. these hours? 
Like, and I watched Parent Trap and I was like, okay, you're right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Years later at like 23 or whatever, I was like, okay, right. This movie's gorgeous. So yes. it's a great <laughs> reference point. 100%. Um, and I like to think too of like, when I, the way I feel about the clothes that we're making too is, and I'm so into this, I guess, just in my own art practice is like sort of encapsulating like this feeling of memory and nostalgia too, and sort of like bottling it up in a way that you can experience like on a regular basis. That feeling of like, when you remember that Mm. memory of being on vacation or going to summer camp or whatever, and getting to experience that with the clothes that you're wearing and getting that kind of like euphoric feeling of remembering something something good and timeless 100 percent. yeah anyway andrew thanks so much for hopping on super fun to hear from you you, can you plug can you plug your stuff too yes first i'd just like to plug all of kala they help us so much everyone who is on the back end that tulis uh bay jacob um jordan Jordan, yeah everybody olivia like rock stars yeah rock stars like i get to paint pretty pictures for you guys every week um so huge thanks to them uh i have a tiktok andrew new york you can watch me (laughs) make all the clothes i make uh and my instagram is andrew underscore new york underscore if you follow me on tiktok you'll find everything else i make beautiful clothes for becca and uh for myself so yeah yeah cool thanks so much for joining us thank Thank you you, andrew Bye. bye bye thanks andrew bye see you next tuesday see you tuesday <laughs> i well, he love is him just charming he's my favorite like every week when we get on the call i mean literally like he said the whole team i always look forward to tuesday mornings we have like our hour and a half calls and we all just get to sit there i mean sometimes it's not fun because with any company shit goes there awry. is drama sure yeah like sure. Ugh, and i should just give this shout out that way people aren't blindsided like I bought all of these fully home compostable, which that means you can like put them in your compost pile. They don't need to be processed in a in a like composting facility. All these home compostable um, bags because you have to you have to put clothes in a poly bag. Right. Okay. When you're storing them and then shipping them so they don't get messed up like okay. in transit or like in production. Anyway. So I found out, so be prepared for anyone who's ordered. I found out that I guess they had already, before my team had like shipped them to the facilities, they had already bagged them all in the plastic poly bags. And I was like, no! And then they're like, that's waste. If we take them out of the plastic bags and throw the plastic bags away and rebag them. them. So anyway, sometimes there's things like that where I'm like, why did no one remember that that they needed to be in compostable bags? but that won't happen again just for half of the clothes in this drop but anyway so sometimes there's stuff like that that's not fun to deal with or like but there's a lot of moving parts yes there's a lot of moving parts but there's so many good moments where we're all just sitting there vibing and be like this is so sick i would wear that Ooh, what color are we gonna do Ooh, what fabric what pattern Ooh, should we do a canvas should we do a denim you know should we do should we could do wool like it's so fun. It's very, um, it's very movie energy. It's just it's, being like, I'm in New York and I'm doing dream. this. And this is my TikTok in New York and like designing clothes. I'm like, oh, wow. And I have to say, if you go on his Instagram, like literally I just started following everyone on my team on Instagram like last week. And I was like, wow, this is so like my vibe and my energy. And it's just a blast to to get to work with people in that capacity. So I'm so grateful for all of them and 
I love good old. Aww, I'm so excited. I'm so happy for you. Okay, on uh, on uh, <laughs> now on a drama note, let's do a quick ad break. Yes, and then let's get into the mom talk drama. Okay, yes, let's talk about this before we get deep into. Oh my god, the drama. <laughs> okay, broads. Um, I love therapy. You know that. I can't say it enough. If you've never tried therapy because it scares you or you don't know it will really help or if you think you're just honestly too cool for therapy I mean I don't know I don't know what what the process is let me just tell you it is scary but in a good way it absolutely does help and no one is too cool to work on their mental health okay if you're curious about therapy the easiest way to do so is with Talkspace. Talkspace is the online therapy platform on a mission to make therapy accessible for anyone that wants it so instead of trying to find a therapist that takes your insurance or driving to in-person appointments and paying an arm and a leg per session, hundreds of dollars sometimes per session. Talkspace makes it easy. Talkspace has a network of thousands of therapists that specialize in dozens of different areas. So whatever you specifically want to talk to somebody about, there's going to be a specific therapist for you on Talkspace just waiting to be matched with you. And once you're matched, you can start talking with your therapist right away. Like actually right away, you can get a hold of your therapist 24-7 with text, audio, and video messaging. No appointment necessary. Uh, For a lot of people, just taking the first step towards getting mental health help is the hardest. Talkspace takes the pressure off and lets you do therapy on your terms in the way that makes the most sense for you. If thoughts and emotions are just like piling up, a fresh perspective can help you feel a lot better. So you can match with your dedicated therapist today at talkspace.com and use promo code chatty during sign up to get $100 off your first month. That's $100 off at talkspace.com promo code chatty. So the average podcast listener has about six different shows in their rotation. As much as we would like to uh, think you are only listening to Chatty Broads, we understand there may be more. We forgive you. (laughs) So we have to recommend one of our favorites that can be added to your rotation, and that's Call Me Curious with Nikki Boyer. Uh, You know when something finally clicks for you or you learn a new piece of information and it's literally like a light bulb goes off in your brain and the world starts to make a little more sense? Yeah, that is every single episode of Call Me Curious. Oh, I love it. So each week, Nikki really, she dives in headfirst into subjects that you've heard about, but you might not know about all the specifics like cryptocurrency or (laughs) what the real deal is with intermittent fasting like these are the questions we've definitely all had but to have somebody do the research and explain exactly how things work or how they don't work or why they are the way they are it's really interesting it's enlightening and of course it's entertaining you're learning something and you're having a good time oh yeah call me curious is my go-to podcast when i'm taking a nice long walk because it's so interesting i literally forget i'm walking and before you know it i've gotten my ten thousand steps in for the day and uh become an expert in a new subject talk about multitasking nikki has a way of explaining things so they actually make sense and i always finish the episode feeling like i have a new understanding of whatever she's talking about it's become a new favorite in my rotation and i really look forward to uh, each new episode every week you too can listen to call me curious um at apple podcasts amazon music or pretty much wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and also ad free when you subscribe to wondery plus in apple podcasts or the wondery app and wondery has so many amazing shows it is worth it okay (sighs) all right yeah i feel like yeah i feel like you're you're my investigative journalist here with mom talk because (laughs) all of this okay first of all Mm -hmm. we should break down what exactly is mom talk okay so 
Mom Talk is a group of moms who are on TikTok, who they're uh, all from Utah, from uh, this a similar area. Most of them are LDS, mm-hmm. right? Um, or adjacent. Yeah. Or adjacent, right? Uh, but most of them, you know, talk about being Mormon. Um, and for the, like, for the most part, and there's to clarify, not, when they talk about being a Mormon, it's like, why do Mormons have so many kids? And it, it's them dancing to a, the song. I'm just thinking with my dick. Yes. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. We'll get into that. So, um, it's these group of moms and a lot of them have many children and they are all very attractive. Um, and most of them are, you know, young moms And there's like not it's kind of a weird when you're looking into who's in mom talk. It's hard to find like the actual specific people because there's a lot of people who do the videos with them and our mothers. So then like they're technically considered part of mom talk. I guess a group. That's what they call themselves. Like, hey, we're mom talk. Yeah. So it's maybe maybe you'd say and pardon me if I'm getting some of this information wrong. This I'm brand new to this, but I did do a lot of research. You'd say maybe there's like 12 to 15 people who are part of mom talk but there's really an og a group, core group a yeah. core group of a couple moms mm-hmm. but there are other moms who are now being because this whole term mom talk got through into this drama there's now a lot of these people who say they have nothing to do with this drama who are getting dragged into it they say they have no idea because the term mom talk is getting thrown around and they're like i'm not part of this here's the thing i think a lot of times with instagram influencing and TikTok. Yeah. And TikTok, whatever form of social media. And I'm sure you can wildly attest to this. There are a lot of people who you will collaborate with once or twice that sure. you don't know at all. I mean, yeah. I mean, sometimes on the Internet, these are professional relationships where it's like, yeah, your besties, friends. But like, really, it's not like it's a fake relationship, but it's like you're both trying to like gain traction you're trying to get on followers media, right so. right so there's this part of like okay i think a lot of these there's the core group and i think the people outside of the core group maybe see these women every once in a while when they get together and do an influencer event and then film 17 tiktoks in one day but they don't like regularly hang out with these people well let's be real that's it's the same with just the mormon community like that's part of also being a, a part of a church community as well and i know that Correct. some of these women aren't exactly like practicing but in Utah, and I just know from, you know, friends and, and Mormon communities that I grew up with, you're still in all these large circles of like family friends. Like it's very, even if you're not necessarily a currently practicing Mormon, you're still a part of a com- very interlinked oh, community. Mm-hmm. And it's something that the Mormons do really well is creating really large communities and and networks of families and mothers and all that kind of thing which interestingly enough we're going to be doing an interview soon and a and a episode about LuLaRoe which also talks about how MLMs work so well in Mormon communities because they're really tight-knit groups of women yes um which is interesting aside but anyway yes so that's basically what mom talk is it's simple it's a group of moms who are attractive and young uh-huh. and they do TikToks make content together yeah. and a lot of their tiktoks are sexy right it's them dancing think tans long hair extensions uh-huh. blondes wavy you know blonde beach waves uh-huh. mm-hmm. um yeah so this is where the drama begins 
Uh, let's start and talk about the core people in this drama. Yeah, I mean, the the person who has really blown all this out of the water, her name is Taylor Frankie Paul. Mm-hmm. Taylor Frankie Paul uh, is... <laughs> Quite DFP. a <laughs> DFP is a one of the mom talk, one of the OG mom yeah. talk members. Like okay, a, out of a core group of like three or four. Girls. Yes. Now we're gonna do a tree here, so follow along, and I promise you, it's worth it. I promise you, because this is gonna blow your mind. We've got TFP. We have Taylor. Right. Taylor is married to Tate. Okay. Not now, Taint. Tate. Not Taint. Tate. Uh, and then. Another one of the main players is a friend of Taylor's named Miranda. Miranda is married to Chase. Okay. (laughs) Miranda is sisters with Camille. Okay. And Camille is married to Sam. So often in the TikToks, you're going to see Taylor with Miranda and with Camille. So I'm just going to say this right now. We'll get more into it. I have spent literally like a whole night and almost spent the night at one of these people's houses. Oh, my God. <laughs> you just mentioned. Oh, my God. And actually had quite a uh, like got to know them pretty well. During that time. I'm shaking. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so excited. Okay. okay. Continue. When the reveal happens. The other member uh-huh. who is a big player is a, a woman named McKenna and her husband, Brayden. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this whole thing really exploded when TFP Taylor went on an Instagram live and basically said she had been posting these TikTok or not Instagram live, sorry, a TikTok live. She had been posting these TikToks that were alluding to her getting a divorce, mm-hmm. that were alluding to her friend group ending. Right. Uh, people started to put two and two together. They were seeing that a few of these women who used to be all these good mom talk friends were unfollowing Taylor. Right. So what is going on? Right. That's all we knew, though. Nobody had come out and said anything. There had just been. Yeah. Although you listened to an interview that Taylor Frankie Paul did about three weeks ago. Correct. correct? And did she reveal anything on that episode? Oh, I will tell you what she <laughs> okay. revealed once okay. the okay. story, because this is then an interesting dynamic that's right. brought into All it right. once All we right. talk All about right. that. But as far as we... And she made a TikTok that really kind of blew things up where she said, like, when um, your whole life is falling apart, but you, like, can't say anything without dragging everyone down with you or something to that effect. And so then people and it was are of like her packing boxes, moving out of her house. So people are like, oh, shit, like who was involved with this divorce situation? And then the in, the sleuths yes. came out. So. TFP goes on a I love TikTok this, by the way, live. I haven't heard anyone else say TFP, but TFP. I really like this. It's very good, right? <laughs> You've coined it. <laughs> TFP goes on a tiktok live and just starts dumping information she says that yes indeed she is getting a divorce um and the reason she's about to reveal what she's about to reveal is she says she had heard rumblings now this this is still unconfirmed of if she's receiving dms if she was seeing things on reddit what was happening where she said she believed people were going to start coming after her and putting blame on her for things that she feel like she didn't deserve deserve blame for because there's more to the story as she says now this is what gray brought up last night as we're going to all of this drama grayston was saying all right other girls that are involved in this situation or are being implicated whether or not they're they're 
actually in this situation. They're just simply denying their involvement. So why wouldn't TFP? Why wouldn't TFP just be like, no, it's not true? Well, what's your theory on that? Or if or if there's evidence on why that might be? Well, I think we should explain what's going on before okay. the evidence, okay. you okay. know, okay. just so yes. that because there's a yes. few pieces to this. Oh, right, right. We got to explain what people are being implicated in. So the implication. Taylor says that, yes, her and Tate are getting a divorce. Um, she says part of the reason for the divorce and things that she was led to believe were going to come out about her um, was that. She, now, in her original TikTok, she said members of Mom Talk and a few others would get together regularly and have these soft swinger parties. Mm-hmm. So, again, these are all these in, these, excuse me, TikTok moms and their husbands who would get together on a regular basis. She said they would all get belligerently drunk and then they would go and they would. They said the men never would hook up, but the wives would hook up and then the men were allowed to hook up with the other wives if their wife was in the room, but they weren't allowed to go all the way. So right. they call so it is soft the, swinging. Right. Soft swinging or sw- soft swapping, as they call it. Right. But she said that they had this was a discussion that had happened in the group that they had all agreed that if you were going to swap, that the partners had to be in the room. You couldn't go alone. Let's just say I couldn't go with someone else's husband right, without right, our partners right, present. Right, right. So she said where her mistake was, was that her, and she didn't give the name, but she said her and one of the other wives' husbands mm-hmm. went alone and hooked up. Mm-hmm. And she said both caught feelings mm-hmm. and that they then revealed on their own accord to the group what happened. After that, she said a huge outburst happened, huge friend fight, things were revealed. She said uh, other people catching. She said she said other people catching feelings as well. Other people breaking the agreements as well. Other secrets. She said all kind of got brought out in this huge combustion of an argument after her and this other woman's husband came forward and said that they had gone alone without their partners present and hooked up in this cabin or whatever. And she said that they were they were all drunk. Actually said she said belligerent, which grammar person over here, I gotta say belligerent means hostile and aggressive, not drunk. So <laughs> I hope you weren't belligerent when you went and hooked up with this other man. Continuing on. Um so this is what she reveals in the live. Again, she says the whole she says mom talk. So this is then. And she says also two other couples are getting divorced. She says one has to do directly with this situation mm-hmm. and one doesn't really. No. So she or says. Two, sorry, two couples in the group. So not even mom talk. Mom talk. She's talking about their swinger group. Right. I believe when she's but talking she about that group. But she kept saying mom talk. So what it started to do then was implicate all these <laughs> potential people who are in this group who are like, I didn't even know. And they're going, I don't even know what's happening. Uh-huh. Now, where it starts to, and what she kept saying in her Instagram live, or in, I keep saying Instagram live, because clearly I don't her do live, TikTok. Her live, yeah. In her live, she kept saying that you can, she's like, I'm not going to name names, but you can figure it out. Which, on by your the own. way, is, is, this is the thing about Taylor Frankie Paul, too. She has a history on her TikTok of like, you know, she's a, she's a, the, 
TikTok version of clickbait, right? Of of like a BuzzFeed article or a clickbaity YouTube thing. Because she's done stuff where she pretends like her house is haunted. She claimed that she was um, uh, Camille and Miranda's grandma. Who are the twins. So she would regularly do the, the, the mom talks with these, yeah, the, right. the two twin Camille sisters. And Miranda, yeah. Camille and Miranda. She said that she was 50. Yeah. She was their mother. And then, oh, then yeah. when they gave birth, she was like, I'm a My grandma God. now. And she ran with that, by the way, for a long fucking time. Right. So she always does. Turns out she's kinda... just 28 years right. old. Right. I mean, and 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 it's sort of like a joke. It, it, it's kind of like an obvious joke, too. Like when she said she was their grandma and they were the grandkids, like she they posted like a stupid photo of the girls like photoshopped onto like babies and it said that it was hers or something like that but when you would look in the comments it was a 50 50 people half the people believed it half didn't well that's the thing about tiktok too right is you'll get something on your for you page where it'll be like i'm married to a 95 year old and i'm 28 and i love my life and you're like what (laughs) and it's true you know and then there's also a lot of clickbaity silly things of like i married my grandpa's best friend and i have no regrets and then it's like not you know it's right just but silly. she has she has this history of doing that right. right exactly so what i was going to say was this is where i think a lot of people were doubting things that she was she was saying because like oh she's doing this for attention whatever and that particular thing of just being like throwing out mom talk and be like i can't say who but like you figure it out that is a shitty really like drama starting thing to do where you are roping in all these other people that may have absolutely nothing to do with it and you know how internet sleuths can be they might think they figure out something figure out who it is and then that's the really fucks with people well also let's talk about this if this is all true yeah okay which honestly i have to say it would be a lot of like lies and things to like keep up just for right clicks it'd be a lot and there's a a lot of moving parts also a lot of people's responses make me think that it's not fake right if this is true let's make something very clear she said that they all agreed upon doing this together that it was all consensual that they had a certain amount of verbalized rule verbalized rules no one it didn't technically get out there i don't believe that this was happening or like no one was blaming her it was just the rumblings that this might come out and so before that could even happen she went and publicly opened up a bunch of people's private lives yeah that involved consenting adults right sure that's part of their their private right relationships i will say put it all out there Uh, and that's where i am interested like if something really was going to come out and it is her getting ahead of it or who knows but i will say that in terms of it being fake or not i have a inside source who grew up uh in that community and also uh was at one point related by marriage to one of the people involved in this core group and she said i've heard for the past year about this this swinging group like this has been something that has been I don't think it's gossiped about yeah we'll know about this specific group swinging so she was basically like I don't think that this is fake like I 100% think that there's something real going on but yeah to to just loosely associate all these people with it who may have had nothing to do with it like you were saying who might have just like collabed on who are now having to be like they're now going on their and on their tiktoks being like I don't I don't know about this like or I was not participating in this like please do not involve me well it's interesting so she also named in her lives people that she said wasn't involved I mean she was really going on so she said Camille and Sam who was one of the twins 
She said specifically in her first live, they were not part of the swinging group. She said Camille didn't want to. (laughs) She said Camille didn't want to. And she also said the group decided that Camille and Sam were too much drama Uh and would add too much complication to the group. Uh So we can cross Camille and Sam off the list of what's going on. Because now what people are trying to figure out is who is the guy that Taylor is claiming that her and him both caught feelings for each other. This is also the interesting thing, though, where like a a lot of some of these people are very influential, like in the community. Yes. Um, Sam's from a billionaire family and he's the one that I spent like a whole basically like almost spent the night at his house. And they literally have like indoor basketball courts, like indoor like his his he's like he's from a billionaire family. So this is the other thing, too, where I'm like, was there rumblings that I mean, and I don't know, this is all purely my speculation. But I am I also do have to wonder, like, were there rumblings that she was going to come forward with this? And were there certain couples or people that may have, like, paid her off to not implicate them in it? I don't know. Perhaps. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't want to directly say it's anyone who knows. She she did specifically say that people weren't. But then the conspiracy theorist in me was like, well, I mean. Well, I will say that Camille and Sam were mentioned and said they weren't part of the group from the initial uh, from the initial live. Live. But then she went back this on. This was the one that was sketchy. sketchy. That one actually really Then wasn't. she went back on and Insta- uh, back on live. And said that Miranda, who is Camille's sister, and her husband Chase were not the ones that she's referring to. Okay? They did a live previously. Yeah. And they were saying, we don't, like, this is all bullshit. Uh, Miranda saying, I had already, like, cut off my relationship with Taylor because Taylor had come to to other people and told them that she thought my husband Chase had caught feelings for her and she was going around and telling people that and not to my face. And so I don't want a friend like that. And that's the reason that I had cut her out previously. We, this is not something that involves us. Because there was like a month ago where like they unfollowed each other and whatever, whatever. There was internet proof that their relationship had gotten cut off abruptly about a month or so ago before this, I believe. So everyone's, you know, saying, theorizing that, you know, they basically told Taylor, like, you better say that we weren't part of it. What's an interesting portion of Taylor's live is that. Taylor said in her live that her husband Tate is not friends with any of these people anymore after all the stuff that came out during the explosive argument after Taylor had hooked up with this one other husband that he found out a lot of stuff that he didn't like that he is no longer friends with any of these people that Taylor and now her ex-husband Tate are cordial and good But it's very awkward because Taylor has to go back to work with one of them or some of them. Mm -hmm. And so when they were people were putting two and two together, apparently Chase and Tate work together. Oh, so of all the people that are connected in a work way to Tate, Chase and Miranda are the ones who are connected She goes back on a second. Taylor goes back on a second live, says also they weren't involved either. 
even though in her previous one, she had said Tate's going to have to even go back to work with one of them. And let's be real, too. It could be two things. It could be one people, you know, they might be involved and they might be threatening, paying off, whatever. Who knows? But also the other side of it, too, is if it looks like this person is implicated and they weren't at all, that could be like a lawsuit that would be a nightmare to deal with if that person really has no involvement. You know, and it's like that's defamatory and that could affect my business. All of this is very much alleged and it's and it could all go one of two ways, right? Like also, it's, shout out to Reddit, because the only way that I was able to kind of put any of this together was Reddit. <laughs> it's so confusing because there are so many moving parts to it. But all of it's alleged. Everyone's making guesses. And it's also alleged, too, coming from Taylor, when, again, there's a history with Taylor where she's makes up things on TikTok to try to get clicks. Right. Um, so people are already going like, what is this real? Like, by the way, they still, they have still not technically filed for divorce, which is worth noting. And of course it's paperwork. You got to get around to it. It If you're moving out and selling your house, like, but no, actually what the house did, it is publicly on the market. It didn't sell yet. I don't think it sold yet. It seems like good publicity for that. You can live in Taylor Frankie Paul's house. Haunted home, apparently. Haunted home, <laughs> apparently right? haunted, haunted home. house. Um, but, you yeah, know, that is interesting because you don't, it's not actually, like the filing could just be something you just go do. Yeah. Um, but that hasn't been done yet. So then people are like, well, you so know, take on, that with a grain of salt. On top of this. So those are the two twins that are involved. Now, the person that she has not mentioned in any of her lives who is part of the mom talk group that everyone this is the person that some people are throwing around that they think it might be the affair might have been with miranda's husband chase yeah but the main person that everyone is saying is this uh woman mckenna and her husband brayden who she was part of mom talk now since all of this has happened mckenna and brayden have deleted all their social media So they do not have a presence on social media right now. So she is the one who's not coming back and like defending, you know, anything. She's been silent because they do not exist now on social media. And they might be divorcing. And that's the thing. They might be one of the couples who has nothing to do with this, who are divorcing. But the way that Taylor's been going about saying you guys can figure it out, the sleuths who very much follow them and their group on social media are pretty clearly saying it seems like it's this guy brayden which by the way these subreddits on the um that have existed about mom talk were far before this far before because there was before always a scandal drama. right do you know who's also part of mom talk yes. is the mom whitney who did the, the dance, dance when the her icu child is in the icu <laughs> right. okay who she's had a lot to say about this whole thing since so that's where it stands as far as what taylor said since then there have been leaks from anonymous trustworthy sources i'm putting quotes around this because i don't know where they're from and no one's saying where they're from so it could be from literally anybody so this is all alleged right but the new alleged theory is that taylor and tate are friends with mckenna and brayden the other husband wife duo taylor and taylor and brayden are vibing on each other. Apparently, the anonymous source says that Taylor and Brayden propose to their husband and wife, Tate and McKenna, that they should all try swinging because Brayden and Taylor want to start hooking up. Two theories are happening right now. One theory is saying that 
they said, sure, let's try it. And then quickly they all said, no, we don't like it. And the other theory is that they immediately shut it down from the get. But both lead to then Taylor and Brayden having a long-standing affair, meeting up in parking lots, exchanging love notes. They say apparently Why do they think that this is just the anonymous source saying this. This is the anonymous, which the people who are claiming this are like, this is a reliable source. I mean, so sure. again, uh, don't know, don't know where this is coming yeah. from. But a lot of people are then saying that Taylor hopped on this live to basically try to say this. I know what I did was wrong, but I'm gonna cushion that blow by saying everyone was part of and it and by also over oversimplifying it and be like we snuck away once when she might be trying to cover her ass for exactly. what was really a long and also saying affair. they were all hooking up she basically she said on her live that whoever's husband she hooked up with that that wife had hooked up with her husband in front of her Got that it. they had all been having sex or which by the way having sex apparently yeah. <laughs> whatever they Just were doing soft sexual swinging. activities right um, for, for sexual gratification, one might presume. <laughs> also, there was a photo that came out from some OnlyFans. Yes. Uh, of Taylor and Miranda, correct? Making yes, out one in of the a twins. bathtub. One of the and twins. And they tried to say that that was at a, at a bachelorette party like years and years ago. But then other evidence came out that it was far more recent than that. However, yes. they do claim that it was not taken with their knowledge and posted on this OnlyFans. So... Regardless of if Taylor is referring to husband Chase or husband Brayden, a lot of people are guessing that Miranda and Chase were involved in the swinging group right. if it really did happen. Mm -hmm. um, but they believe that McKenna, that excuse me, that Brayden, McKenna's husband, was the one who Taylor was uh, hooking up with. Um, why? Why do they believe that it's Brayden? And that's um, what I wasn't clear on. They believe that it's Brayden because of the disappearance, because of the everything. disappearance okay. of McKenna and Brayden. Um, also, they believe that then when Taylor went back on Second Live and basically was like, it's also not Miranda and Chase. It's someone else. And it was that second one that was sketchy, right? Yeah. So it's like, OK, if she was hooking up with Chase, would she blatantly be like, no, it's also not them. It is somebody else. But she she kept saying, no, it, this happened. Now, since all of this has come out in the past 24 hours, Taylor has and Taylor's sister have gone to social media and basically said, I spoke my truth, um, but I have now been contacted and received a cease and desist letter, and I will no longer be speaking to this. I think that's bullshit. I kind of think it is too. Because also, a cease and desist is just that. It's a cease. I mean, like I've said before, I've gotten multiple ceases and desists, ceases and desists. Um, and well, a cease and desist isn't actually someone suing you, right? It's just like threatening that they will sue you if you keep talking. But again, if you're going to get someone, as we've been learning with like the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp trial, if you're going to sue someone for defamation or libel or slander, there are like so many elements that you have to prove. First of all, you have to prove that it's a lie, yeah. which like if she has proof that they were in a swinging group, then so, they can't even like they have no case. So Taylor has said on her live, I am not afraid. And I she goes, she said on her live, everyone will deny this. I know that. I have text messages, Duh. videos, all this stuff to prove it, okay? And then Miranda, on her live with her husband, Chase, she said, I have stuff to prove that it's not true. 
So now all of a sudden Taylor is quiet and is like, it's a cease and desist, so I'm not talking about it anymore, even though she says she apparently has all these things to prove it. So now people are going, did she fully make all this shit up? Well, and like you said, that actually would make sense if there was this affair going on and people are getting wise to that. And it's like, oh, this is her trying to cover her ass, basically. This is why this is so fascinating, because you're like, what the fuck is going on? Like, everything is alleged. And and I mean... I just feel again for all these people, if none of this is true, let's be let's let's think about that for a second. If none of this is true and you just have some person going on the Internet, like making people guess about things that are going on in your personal life. Yeah, be what's important to think to remember, too, is, again, we're talking about. So Taylor has and I'll talk about this podcast in a second, but Taylor went on a podcast a couple weeks ago in the podcast. She talked about how. She was raised uh, in the Mormon church. Uh, she still goes to church, but she doesn't follow a lot of the rules. But she 100% considers herself oh, yeah. to be a Mormon. Um, and if you know, you know, there um, a lot of people who are part of the LDS community, like they, they're not allowed to drink, not allowed to have caffeine, sex off the table. Right. So Taylor says that she knows in this podcast, she's like, I know that what I do is scandalous in the community. I receive a ton of heat from the community. Um, uh, but I was raised Mormon and I still go to church. Uh, I just don't follow all the rules. When she talked about mom talk as a whole, which then she went back on, by the way, and said it was only a few members of mom talk. But when she did this umbrella term, let's just say this group did do it. We don't know if there are a lot of people in the group who are, like you said, well-known in the community, maybe leaders in the community, where even her saying we were always drinking would be a huge thing because drinking is a no-no. So there's a lot of layers to when she's saying we were doing this Yeah, that could cause a lot of trouble in the church for some of these people yeah i mean i will say that the just from what i've personally like observed and witnessed like just um being friends with certain people and and whatnot like sort of if you are i mean i'm sure some people would disagree with this but i was even kind of reading this on reddit too as i was going down the rabbit hole of people being like when you are a wealthy and influential person in the church there is more Yes. Leeway. Yes. And so it sort of seems like common knowledge that these groups party, drink, probably not the swinging thing is, is, you know, that even for people who aren't in a religious group for that to come out for like family and business that you're like a swinger is very taboo. Yeah. Um, but I will say that it it's does. It's something most people keep private. That, that was interesting, too, is people were saying, like, no, they're not really Mormons. Like, no, they definitely are. Mm -hmm. And there are different just like they're. I mean, just like I grew up in the Christian community and people are getting blackout drunk on whiskey with their youth group club, you know, on a Friday night. Like, there's I mean, a I lot would be, of... I would be going up on church on Sundays and, and singing up on stage and then I'd go outside and be smoking a bat in the back, smoking yeah. a cigarette, which I would get hugely busted for right. with, like, some of the musicians, like, right. in between services. Right. right. Like, it's... I think that... To say that, oh, these people aren't real Mormons because they don't follow the rules is like, I think, kind of ignorant and ignores the fact that there are definitely one that it's overlooked when you're 
famous, wealthy, whatever, because let's not forget that Mormons are or like the Mormon culture and religion is a lot about evangelizing. And Uh I remember it was really big, like when I was in high school for kids in the Mormon community to date non-Mormons, because it's all about like cultivating a community for where people feel safe to come in. So it's like, I think that there is a big focus on maintaining like a perfect front, but I think there also is a leeway in terms of people's like personal activities in a way, if you're in certain circles. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's all... Very interesting. Oh, and also Taylor had a bunch of TikToks, which I guess were fake. Some of them were, some of them weren't. Talking about, had done a ton of TikToks on open relationships. Oh, my husband and I are in open relationship. Oh, my husband and I are both with my, this is my sister wife, whatever. And a lot of that was bullshit. But then you're like, wait, so there's this line blurred between like fantasy and reality. Like it's But that's why then you look at this live of hers and you go... Is this a way to get views? Right. Or it, like, I think it does make a lot of sense. Is this a way to co- for you to cover your right. ass by pulling so, up So, okay. So she was on bus. this podcast on May 11th. Okay, 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 okay. On this podcast, she said, she brought up her claiming to be 50. She gr- brought up her haunted house. And she brought up the swinging TikToks, the sister wife TikToks, the open relationship TikToks. She said they were all fake. She cl- she admits to all of them not being sure. true and that the reason that she does it is she's like that's when I get my best engagement. She said you have to do that because she goes number 1 it'll cause people to fight in the comments sure. and that bumps my engagement and number 2 it's shocking. Right. So that's where I get my hits. She's and like, she so- sort of said like I don't care I, and I respected this about her. She's like I don't give if my com- I don't give a fuck if my comment section is all negative bad things about me. No. I don't care. She knows she's going to get more views. <laughs> so she was saying that like she's like I always have to try to figure out a new way to ride the line without getting canceled. Yes. Without getting canceled. <sighs> To say stuff that's going to work people up and will get me on like the explore page and let make me go right. viral that won't get me canceled, but that'll explode my TikTok. Yeah. So. And she brought up specifically the swinging TikTok. She said, I got a call from my parents and my parents were upset about that because they were like, Taylor, you have younger Mormon girls who follow you who think that this is real and they're going to think this is OK. This is what she said. And then three weeks later. She's saying they are swingers. So you're going bizarre. What's going on? Is this all a stunt? Are you leaving people in the wake? Or did she say that? Or did she say that on the interview because she knew some shit was going to come out about her and her plan was to deny the swinging, but then shit got ahead of her, found out that even more than she bargained for was going to come out. And then she's like, well, now I got to admit to the swinging so that some truth is in the mix to cover my ass. Or or is she like, (laughs) you know, when you feel guilty about something and you insert a little bit of truth in everything. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So like, sort of, to, to, <laughs> so you have through lines on certain things. Yeah, I will say, like, it, it, it's, even though I have my conjecture on who's who and who's involved, I will say that this, like you said, whether or not someone was involved or not, that's a lot of personal shit being blasted when you didn't intend it to be. So I if mean, I say, you know, engage with her, con- she obviously wants you to, res- Taylor Frankie Paul, TFP is who I'm talking about. <laughs> she obviously wants you to engage, respond, get heated, whatever. But I I mean, I, I will say, like I've said before, we've seen it on The Bachelor where and we've taken part of it and part in it in certain ways where you're like, no, I know this is 
the truth because we have a source because this and this lines no. up with the evidence. Just if you're engaging with this, don't please don't like come for certain people assuming you know that no they're one knows. the ones. And, and I'll, that's just and I'll tell you that this really much. fucks with people. I'll tell you this much. When I was going on Reddit and then going through the deep dive of all the different potential strings and i was uh -huh. doing my charlie day thing where i'm connecting uh -huh. all the dots everything is alleged nobody knows well and she said like first she said conflicting things too where she's like yeah they're from mom talk and then she's like no no like only two people were in mom exactly. talk and i'm not friends with them but then the two that she's not friends with anymore are miranda and camille and then she's it's not miranda and it's not camille so i mean she's saying conflicting things like all the time that don't even make sense exactly and then again with the history of what she's done on the platform right you know it makes you scratch your head like what is going on and <sighs> let's just say it is true i just to me it was a little bit like and again i don't know the whole story maybe there was like hard like sh maybe she knew for a fact a story was coming out the next day about her and she needed to get ahead of it sure but going on alive but it also seems like you could just wait for that shit to come that's out that's what i'm saying and then just be like no nah, this and here's my proof this and this person was involved she aired all this stuff that was happening with consenting adults that right. clearly they wanted to keep private and they had a deal going on and then she i think felt like she maybe got away with doing it because she didn't technically say anyone's names but over and right. over again she kept saying i don't want to say anybody's names but you all can figure it out <laughs> if you if you really try and was dropping enough hints oh, that man. people were able to be like okay it's one of these people wow. so wow let's see how many followers she's up to now so Taylor, that is that is the, the the mom talk drama i mean she's got 3.5 million followers and uh yeah She's gotten millions and millions of views on. And the thing that's tough, too, is, you know, I have my opinion about this whole mom talk crew. That's a whole different story. Uh, but she, like I said, on her podcast interview, she likes to say. Inflammatory false things, things yeah, and inflammatory things, yeah. things to stir up reactions. But that doesn't mean that all the other mom talk people do i know wild so the whole thing's absolutely bananas Oof. i'm very excited to see if anything more comes out because i'm so curious but like, again like i said as it as of today yeah when we're recording this on wednesday maybe things will have changed when it comes out when this episode comes out tomorrow on thursday but as of today she said that she will no longer be saying anything because of cease and desist letters <laughs> or notices supposedly supposedly oh man i'm sure they won't be the last that we'll hear from her though no <laughs> she's got that tiktok she's gonna be come on come on oh, come on man. um in other news in some other news bachelor related yeah becca kufrin oh and thomas got engaged i know she proposed to him very she cute. proposed to him he did i love his caption he was like uno reverse she shocked me um I saw a lot of people. It made me sad because I think they're so cute together. They seem to really, really be in love. Yeah. I was seeing all these people posting and being like, oh, please. This is the third from the franchise. Well, third time's the charm. Third time's say. a charm, baby. <laughs> third time's a charm. Oh, I was, But I always forget about Ari. Yeah. No, I don't. But of course you don't. <gasps> Which reminds me. Transition. segue. Hello. Bachelor Profits are back. Bachelor Profits are back, baby. 
So listen, we were out of the bachelor world for a while. We tipped our toe back in and we prophesied. So double prophecy. About two weeks ago, I brought up how someone in my DM said, oh, Ari has been gone on Instagram. Do you what do you think that's about? And I go, I think he's on a reality show. Jess prophecy number one. Prophecy number one. Jess goes, maybe he's on this new show I just saw coming out when people have to live in a castle in Scotland called Called the Traitors. And then come to find out they released the cast of the traitors. Ari Lyon Dyke Jr. Boom, baby. Bachelor Profits. Man, we might not be good at everything, but we can <laughs> prophesy in this franchise, baby. Wow. I couldn't believe wow. it. By the way, the, the, whole- the, 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 the first of all, that you even knew about the traitors in general, like you somehow randomly had heard about it. Well, because I had auditioned for the circle, right? And yeah. so I uh and I got pretty far in the audition process, I then received a message. Sometimes I receive messages when they're doing casting for, you know, oh. other, uh, when that company's doing casting for right. other reality shows. And so I had gotten a message about this show, The Traders, which I'm like, it looks so fun. Uh, but it was a brand new show. They've never done it before. This is going to be season one. Um, so I, I just, it just came to my, to Incredible. my, to my head. Incredible. And we you know? nailed it. Yeah. Feel pretty good about it. Wow. Feel pretty good about that. I guess that. we gotta watch that now and cover it. Actually, that would be that I you wanna cover that one? I'd be super down to cover it. Let's cover it. It looks really fun. It, the cool it's a cool concept. You know, I love the competition shows in mm-hmm. particular. And this one seems like it's I mean, it's called the traitors. It makes me think mafia. It yes. makes me think this kind of like it's espionage. The it's, yes. There's gonna be a lot of everyone's gonna be trying to deceive each other. Fun. Do you think Ari's gonna go far in it? I think Do he'll go think- semi oh, here's my prophecy. I'm <laughs> seeing the future <laughs> like Raven right something. now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um I say that well, there's not that many cast members right there's only like 12 confirmed or something like there's I think not, so. a, not a ton now i could be wrong about nine. this so bear with me if i'm completely wrong i think maybe in this show people who are not famous are like competing or partnered up with the individuals who are famous but i know that there are traitors and there so there are secret traitors and there are people who are not so traitors. this is already an established dutch reality show oh okay called the traitors yeah um and Leave now they're doing us. it we for steal from everything uk us <laughs> yeah 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 and yeah filming in a castle in the scottish highlands blah 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 um the we contestants the move into a castle. They have to complete a series of challenges and missions in order to earn money for the prize pot. But three of the contestants are secretly traitors, mm-hmm. like you said. Okay. And they'll try to deceive and manipulate their way to the prize. Ooh, I would love if Ari was one of the traitors. That would be fun. Do you think we know as the audience or do you think we're trying to guess it out too? Suss it out. I think we know as the audience. Maybe I'm wrong, but I remember reading the description for... Um, they could have switched it up, but I feel like when I read, read the description for the audition process that the audience might know. So this is kind of what how it is like the mafia. So at the end of the game, there's the remaining players. If they're all the faithfuls, then they all get to split the pot. But if there's one traitor in the mix, then the traitor gets all the money. Yes. That's fun. It's a fun game, right? It sounds really fun. I think... This is the way I don't know if it's all celebrities because it was an open casting call. Interesting. So if they were just going to be doing celebrities, it must be also a mix. I don't know. It must be a mix, right? Bizarre. I'm not sure. But I saw the casting list. I have to look at it again because I didn't Which, recognize by the any way, of the other people. If it's half celebrity, half non-celebrity, I think that makes it very interesting 
And dynamics of who you're going to trust and who you're not going to exactly, trust. Exactly, because you might be starstruck by somebody and all of a sudden they're trying to like form a uh, form an alliance with you and you're like, oh my God, it's like one of my favorite persons. I think Ari wherever. is going to be a traitor. No. Oh, I can't decide. What do you think? You think he's going to get chosen to be a traitor? No. No? You think he's going to be a fa- I know! It's so hard! <laughs> the obvious answer seems no because I, I can't see him doing like but that's kind of the point where they might choose him but then is is it too obvious i I sure don't know (laughs) i I don't know but either way i'm already in the game (laughs) i think he's gonna make it far i think he'll be in the top like four or five he uh, has trusting eyes right like i feel like oh i don't know but i will be watching he's a father he's a family man right right right. he's got that gray he has trusting eyes i'm gonna believe him right i i think I, i will be watching i'm excited I'm excited too. I'm excited too. Also, yeah. Uh, some other potential tea. What is Pete and Dustin? Uh, yeah, from, from Bachelors in the City. Pilot Pete was on Blake Horseman's podcast, and the topic of Bachelor in Paradise this upcoming season was one thousand percent brought up, and basically was alluded to that the option is there for him, and that. It is being highly considered. Uh, so we that. might see Pilot Pete back on Oy our beaches. Vey. And Oy what Dustin vey. said, because Blake was like, Dustin, what do you think as Pete's friend? And Dustin was like, listen, we all know what the show can do. The narrative that it can spin. So I'm just telling Pete that um, if he really wants to go, it should be for a specific person. And if it doesn't work out with that person, he needs to leave the beach right away. Afterwards. Leave now. Get out. I think if it doesn't have... work, get out. I think this could be his redemption arc. I really do. You think if I was his friend, I would advise him to go on. You don't think they're just gonna try to screw him over again? Mm-mm. I don't I I have to say I don't feel like I've seen that often on the show where someone is sort of like has played the fool on their season mm-hmm. or you know, as a, a contestant or the the person, and then they come back on and look even stupider. I think The Bachelor is more interested in creating a, a character arc with a person. And it seems it is that... More, it's a, just better television. It too. is better television, exactly. And the audience seems to rally behind someone with a redemption arc, you know? Think Crystal, think... T- like, all these different people. Also, maybe what The Bachelor's thinking is Pilot Pete was the best... The, the I shouldn't say best. The highest number on. season that they've had... I think ever. Yeah. Definitely in like followers and all that kind of stuff had the so, best response. So if if Pete went back on, they gave him a redemption arc, there's a potential that he could then be the bachelor, the bachelor again. All on Nick Vial. There's been a few bachelors who have done a double season, right? Or is it was Two? it just Brad? Well and Nick. Oh no, Nick was a I forgot no. he was a runner up twice. Was, think, was it just Brad? I think maybe just Brad. It would be good. That's all I'm saying. People would tune in, I think. I do think. I would not fight having another Pilot Pete season. I don't think I would either. Blessings. I'm just saying. And then, uh, trying to think. The, the Oh, the remaining Bachelor news. Apparently, Nate and Michelle are getting absolutely hassled about, are they together? Aren't they together? People, like, are bugging them nonstop. Part for the course. Happened with Tasha and Zach. Too. I know. Yeah. Well, apparently, there was a moment where Michelle took off her ring, um, at like a party handed it to her friend because her friend was like, I want to try it on. It was like a five second exchange. Mm -hmm. 
and then gave it back to Michelle. And there was some random person who filmed Michelle without her ring on, posted it, and everyone was like, they're broken up. And Michelle was like, do you know how violating it is? First of all, to be you know at a that, party with friends and have someone, you know, someone's you. filming you. That's she weird. goes, but to know for a fact that this person, if they were filming me, saw me take my ring off, saw me hand it to my friend to try it on yeah, and put it, it back on and intentionally just posted the two seconds when my ring was off. So lame. So gross. Yeah. Lame, lame, lame. There's very much together and very much in love. <laughs> Leave them alone. Suck it. Leave them alone, Suck honey. It, guys. Okay. <sighs> Broad, fun episode. I Great know. chatting. And uh, we'll chat soon. Yeah, chat soon. Chat soon. <laughs>